Before we begin, I'd like to just take a quick moment to let you guys know how much I appreciate the great team here at McCurry's Home Furnishings. They've partnered with me to make this show and podcast happen. McCurry's is unlike any furniture store in Sacramento. Not only do they carry the best furniture in town, they're also family-owned and operated for three generations. Did you know that McCurry's also offers complimentary design services? That's right. The same services, which could cost you hundreds an hour, are offered all complimentary with purchase. I love my furniture from McCurry's, and I know you will too. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Jerry Reynolds Show here at McCreary's beautiful studio and uh, home of the finest furnishings, home furnishings in all of Sacramento. And on that kind of note, I want to uh, introduce our wonderful guest here this evening, uh, Mr. Jason Ross of uh, uh, Many Hats. <laughs> we'll get into all that. Uh, currently 1140 doing Sac State football, mm -hmm. uh, Sacramento Kings basketball, morning show. Uh, do you do you wash cars or anything? That's enough hats, isn't it? That is yeah, enough that's hats. That's a lot of hats, Jerry. And, and actually, you kind of need hats. You're getting a little thin up We're there. We're starting buddy. there already? Yeah, we are. We, okay, we got to well, take cheap shots. Well, you just, know just get them all out of the front. <laughs> just get them all out of the front. If I would, I would wear a hat, but, this, you know, that's this... Set looks great. I don't want to wear a hat on here. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, that was... I Can't tarnish it. I... I should apologize, but that probably nah, that's nah, not, wouldn't no, be me, no would it? No, right, that's no, right. no, cheap shots are kind of where I'm at. A couple, couple things going back into your your past. Uh, you you graduated from UC Davis in '94, mm -hmm. and uh, now this is what I don't know: a, a Bachelor of Arts in Rhetoric and Communications. Now, what does that exactly mean? Is that BS? Basically, is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Rhetor I, the rhetoric was the title. Obviously, communications is is more of what uh, my background was. But UC Davis did more of their uh, communication studies with a lot of theory stuff, more of men and women uh, differences, nonverbal, verbal, like Socrates, Plato, like historical stuff. Uh -huh. I wanted to sit in front of a camera and a microphone. That's not a school that necessarily did that. But um, once I knew I wanted to get into kind of media. That's the that's the major I ultimately chose. Now, uh, prior to uh, going to UC Davis, uh, what about high school mm -hmm. and uh, some of your interest at that time? Well, I always have loved sports from from day one. From my family, my cousin uh, years ago, Greg Nettles, played for the Yankees. Oh so wow! I always, yeah, I always wanted to be third base for the Yankees, and didn't work out, did it? Well, there's still time. Yeah, there's still <laughs> you, time. You I know, can wear my Yankees hat. That's a good point. Um, I haven't given up, Jerry. You never should give you up. You should your never dream. give up. Yeah. Now the Yankees haven't called. I still wait by the phone. Yeah. But I'll keep waiting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, played sports all growing up in uh, grade school, high school. Uh, tried at Davis as well. Um, I just just wasn't good enough, but loved it. I mm -hmm. absolutely loved a bunch of sports. Played everything I could. I always felt like I was good enough to be on all the teams, but I was never the star, and that uh -huh. was fine. I was kind of I would say closer to natural at a lot of the things, but never like, wow, he's the best player on the team. It's just I was decent at, at a lot of sports. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? I mean, I always say it's like the the, the infielder that can play mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of spots. Right. You know, the character actor yeah. in movies that, that have great careers, and everybody knows their face, right. but they don't. What do you, where did I know you from? Yeah, yeah. exactly, that, that type thing, and yet, and yet, you know, not quite. Yeah. Star billing, star money, that sort of thing. Which and I was I, fine with. I just, you know, I tried to play as long as I could. And like I said, I went to Davis initially and, and redshirted in baseball and then was playing basketball and basketball all the time. And growing up in Southern California, 
watching UCLA or other schools play, I thought, oh, college basketball. I mean, you've got to be to be a shooting guard, six six. You know, I was watching Reggie Miller. I'm like, I'm nowhere near as tall as him and near as good as him. So I never thought about playing basketball in college, but I was playing all the time and then playing with the guys in the team. And they said, uh-huh. well, why aren't you on this team? Why don't you come out for the team? So my third year at Davis went out for the team, made it all the way to the end, got cut. A buddy of mine was doing the broadcasting. He's like, I'm doing the game this weekend. You've been with the team. Why don't you sit in with me? And I thought, well, sure. And right then and there, I'm like, this is exactly this is what, what I wanted. Yeah, this is yep. what you wanted. Stay so before, you know, before that, that you know that moment mm-hmm. uh, that hadn't been something you know as 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 uh talking to Grant Napier you know that's one of those things he he worked on when he's four years I know, old isn't I that crazy you know, did I he mean, did he do the commercials for you yeah, no he, no uh, you haven't heard him do his commercial like he did commercials for the class mm-hmm. in grade school but yeah yeah just crazy yeah and then uh, you know going out in recess and yeah calling the game right little kids were playing <laughs> a little yes. I mean there's there's a uh, there's just many, many uh, elements there yes. that's hard to grasp. Right. But, but knowing Grant, uh, you know, that that's who he that's is. Him. You know, yeah. and I mean, it's just gifted. But I mean, in your case, you, you know, through high school, you were more interested in just normal pursuits, being an athlete, uh, going to school. That's yeah. Right. And now, part what of high school did you go to? Uh, Woodbridge and Irvine. So okay. it, was a, it was a good school. We had, I mean, actually really good sports programs. Um, most famous NBA guy, Adam Keefe, went oh, there. Sure. So I was a freshman when they won the state title he was a junior then my sophomore year he was still playing and obviously went on to an NBA career lottery pick and yeah, so yeah um, he was a yeah lottery pick of Utah I think right yeah or yeah. no Atlanta the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks yeah that's right the 11th or 12th I always remember scouting him a lot tough tough guy yeah you know and I think one of those things he was just so tough and physical in the college mm-hmm. game but it didn't quite translate to the NBA you know he could still play yeah but and a great volleyball player. He's a great athlete. Yeah, actually, yeah, one of those guys that probably even better volleyball, wasn't he? Yeah, I always say he's the second greatest athlete out of Woodbridge. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah, second. And so who's first? Well, well, we don't. Need I that. would say, but well, you know, of course, of we don't course. know if the rest would you say know, that. And obviously, your parents they would have a strong opinion. They, they actually on wouldn't that. agree. <laughs> That's why I always told a story about my mother. You know, she, we was talking about. Larry Bird, a different deal. But anyway, she said, well, wasn't he a real good player, Jerry? I said, yeah, he really was. Yeah. He said, was he better than you? I said, oh, Mom, get serious. Of course not. What has he ever done? What's he ever, you know, come <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. You know, moms yeah. are moms. You they know, should. They should support yeah, you. They should. Say, yeah. they, you know, they don't need to know everything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's better that way. Less is better, yeah. But, uh, okay, so that was your kind of moment. of, uh, And then, so after that, Kind of t- tipping your foot into yeah. the, the the well. What what happened after that? Yeah. So I guess just one prior thing, which some people I guess find it hard to believe. Prior to that, part of the thing of going to Davis was great school, opportunity mm-hmm. to play some sports. Also, I had an interest in maybe becoming a vet, mm-hmm. and so that's great school for that. And I was doing a lot of the pre med stuff, but that's if I'm going in, you gotta go all in. And I worked a summer before that year that I tried out for basketball. Uh, at the vet and enjoyed it, but I realized now that's yeah that's not where I wanted to go. The basketball thing I was trying to you know, I wasn't going to go anywhere further than even a minimal role on the Davis team, mm-hmm. if any. But then the announcing part, yeah, came to now fruition. Now you you've done you know of course basketball, football, mm-hmm. uh, baseball, mm-hmm. I think, is there... and a little bit of soccer. I'm trying to think of, but willing to do whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So, I mean, what would be your favorite? It's do. really seasonal, and I don't uh -huh. know if you're—I know you're a sports fan in general. Like people ask you, I'm sure, ask me, and maybe some people just assume it's basketball for you. But I don't know when football's going. I'm really into it. When mm -hmm. baseball's going, Olympics, uh, tennis, sometimes golf. I mean, I—I I honestly enjoy just about every sport, and I can get totally engaged into whatever I'm watching, whether I'm as a fan attending it or at home on the TV. You know, that's a—that's a great, great point. I, I, you know, people always. Assume you know that my first love was basketball. It really wasn't. It was, was baseball. It baseball. Yeah, I thought it was so. Baseball, you know, and I was I was very good. I even played on the varsity in eighth grade. At, wow. At, they made exceptions for mm -hmm. some small schools, uh, but you know, but with basketball, with the the interest from fans in Indiana, mm -hmm. it's pretty hard not to fall on. You know, you, let's face it. Uh, right. You know, you play in front of three or four thousand people every night and cheerleaders and the whole bit. It's uh, and baseball was parents and right. a couple of a people, few others a few others yeah. you know and so it didn't take me long to, eh, I yeah think, i think this is probably gonna work better for you got me. the basketball bug yeah so you were much better you'd say at baseball than basketball i was early yeah you know but i didn't put the time in you know uh, yeah. i did uh, i <laughs> it's off the topic but i was invited to a tryout camp for the pittsburgh pirates after my senior year okay and it's in seymour indiana i always remember it because they, you know, in those days, and this just goes back only the old people would remember that where they had scouts everywhere and, and they'd have, they had about 50 kids come in from, I think, western Ohio and southern Indiana and, and northern Kentucky, you know, all, and worked a few days. And But I always remember uh, this, the man running the thing was a guy named Pete Bolin, who was a, one of the main scouts for mm -hmm. the Pirates. And he called me in on the second day. And we talked a little bit, and he said, "He said, I understand you're you're really a good basketball player. And got a sc some scholarships offered." He, I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, that's probably what you ought to do." <laughs> he, said, he said, "He said, you know, you got great hands, but you don't yeah. hit with power, and your yeah. arm isn't strong enough." And I said, oh. Crush your spirit. <laughs> My spirit was crushed there <laughs> oh, for a little man. while, but uh, but you know, I mean, but you the were guy, there. But the guy, I mean, I know he's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was trying to just be, be straight with me. Right. And I think, you know, I think most athletes, if somebody just tells you as, as straight and as honest mm -hmm. as they can, it, it's probably best. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, you have to, I, I still think people have to fight through. Maybe they find a lane somewhere. But, I mean, once you get to about as far as you can, then it's... Yeah. All right. This and is and there's my times ceiling. where obviously you know athletes like I do that have been told something that really wasn't accurate. Right. You know? I mean, right. Lamar Jackson is a pretty good example yes. of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and let's make you a receiver. No, he might be the MVP or probably will be the MVP. Yeah, probably will. And be people the want MVP. more people like him now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but like at uh, at at Davis, and you know, basically it it was just a case where whatever sport was up, you were you were yeah. into it. Yeah. I was yeah broadcasting it or into it or trying to play it. I played all sorts of weird intramurals. I mean, mm -hmm. once like the definite playing on the team, you know, run was done. It was you know softball to uh, you know co-ed softball, water polo, ho indoor hockey, uh, just anything. I, I just love. Sports could never get enough. It played wiffle ball with all my roommates. I oh, mean, yeah. just great, great made game. up games. I mean, Mate. whatever, whatever we could. Yeah, that I always say. I growing up, you know, when you didn't have a lot of kids, you always made up mm -hmm. your own rules and games. I did. To, you know, we'd have like eight kids in, in in our little country area there, and so you couldn't have enough for two baseball, but you have four on four, mm -hmm. and so you could only play on one half the yeah. field or something sure. like that. And, 
and this, that, and the other. But, you know, you, you do what you do to, right. can do to make it fun. And then you're influenced by what you see. I can remember being very young, and the, someone we both ended up getting to know who worked with the Kings was Eric Hyden, who was a team doctor but a famous uh, Olympian. Yes. And I remember putting on, I guess it was roller skates back then, and I was really young, and I pretended to be a speed skater in the street. And, yeah, whatever you watched, whatever influenced you, and then it's like, I, I can be Dr. J. I can be Eric Hyden. Sure. I can be, you know, Jimmy Connors, and you just tried to be all those people. Yeah, you know, you had, I always say, too, as a kid growing up, your heroes are usually, you know, just a few years older than you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, my hero as a high school kid or freshman, eighth grader, was Marvin Pruitt, mm -hmm. which nobody, but he was marvelous. Marvin in, in French Lick and Springs Valley High School and led the team to state, and played at Evansville. You yeah. know, it's like, wow. Right. Marvin, marvelous Marvin. If I could just be, <laughs> be like, like that. Him, yeah. yeah. You know, that was. That was something. But yeah. you're talking about Eric Hyden, and I always remember this because he was obviously team doctor, especially for the Monarchs mm -hmm. when I was running the Monarchs. And, and you know, I know what a huge right. international hero and celebrity yeah. he was, as you do. Mm -hmm. And almost none of the players did. And, and, you know, he was such a humble. Yeah, you would never guess it. Humble, him. nice man. It's not something he'd ever bring up. And I'm thinking, you know, but. Yeah, but, but he I was mean, an athlete of the century, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, you can't get bigger than he right. was. And just and, to not know. And I mean, you know, but that's how, I always say, that's that's how things slip away. You know, we're within five or ten years, the next group really doesn't know yeah. who came before them. Right. You know, and uh, of course I remember when when I was working for Bill Russell, and Bill Russell came to, to coach and be the general manager of the Kings, and I was assistant coach working for Bill. And so a lot of the players... You know, they yeah, kind of remembered him name, being a player, but, but they said they they just remember him as a TV announcer because wow. he and Rick Barry were doing a lot of the NBA yeah. games for a few years, and he did some commercials. So you know, but it's like what? Right. You know. Yeah. At, at that time, maybe the greatest, certainly the greatest winner of all time. Sure. Well, and that's that's a weird reality even now, where you know the best era in Sacramento Kings is that early 2000s, and there's probably portions of people. I mean, they know the name of Weber, Bibby, Peja, Doug, all that, but. Yeah, I don't know. De'Aaron Fox might move them more, or Demarcus Cousins, or whatever that person they grew up with, and it's like, wow, these are legends right here, and yeah. they're part of the best stage of Kings basketball. Oh, no question. And like you say, I mean, the fact that that Doug is still around mm -hmm. and doing TV and, and radio and things that keeps him out yeah. front a little bit, but but more probably a lot a lot of fans just now just remember him from that yeah, part of amazing. his career as opposed to what a good player he was right. or Bobby Jackson and sure. Paige. And like you say, yeah, it changes. And, yeah, fast. And fast. Yeah. And, and and I understand it, you know. I mean, I get that. We do, you know, as you know, the pregame show, mm -hmm. the postgame show, which we do up on the concourse. And I love talking to fans and stuff, but so many of them, boy, I grew up watching you on TV. I said, well, actually, I did a lot of stuff before that. A lot of stuff. But, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm really old, and so, you know. <laughs> but you stuff know. you're proud of that you almost like, hey, you know what else I've done? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is very true. But, you know, I always know that it doesn't mean anything to them, yeah. and it shouldn't. Yeah. You know, they have no reason yeah. to be concerned about what I did when I was. You need to carry around a baseball card with all your stats and all your stuff. Just hand them out. Like, hey, here's a little reminder. Well, I, I mean, up till recently, now I don't know if maybe it's been changed, but I had the... I batted 448 for a career, which was the best in the history of the school. Okay. Now, has it been well, broken? I think it has, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. I mean, this uh, up till 10 years ago, it hadn't. Wow. And uh, 
and so I'm always been kind of proud of that. The, the, but the, the, there's a kind of a catch on that because it's not like California, right? Where, where you play 50 games or mm -hmm. whatever the weather such. I mean, right. in Indiana, that's a two-game sample. Oh, it's pretty small. <laughs> I mean, 15 games. Okay, but still, a year, you did 15 it. games a year, <laughs> right. you know, kind of thing. I mean, it's just, it's just terrible baseball yeah. uh, climate, and that's why there's very few. Guys, yeah. top baseball players come from there, uh, comparatively speaking. There'll be more guys drafted from Sacramento area than come out of the, the state okay. in, for, in five years. Right. You right. know, I mean, just for a lot of that reason. Plus, you know, kids start focusing on basketball. You know, right. Like, just yeah. like in, when I was in Georgia, if a really good athlete, I coached there for a number of years. In, most high school athletes, if they're really good, Pretty soon they'd be focusing on football. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a different, yeah, different mentality. I, I might have a school record, Jerry, in high school. What was it? I this is a very unofficial, but we were playing Laguna Beach Woodbridge High School, just annihilating him. Mm -hmm. Team score like twenty seven runs, twenty seven two, something like that. I made two outs in one inning. We went through the lineup, and I mean, I hit the ball hard both times, uh -huh. and I hit it right to them. And like I it was a day, I think I went zero for six or zero for seven. Everybody on the team had two or three hits. I made two outs in the same inning. Now, see, now that that does some. I at know. least share the record. I, I can't well, imagine. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not surprised that very few people would admit that. See? Well, it's a record because I know, but you could have kept it. You know, to, I could have. But we're could've. we're opening up. Here. But we are yeah. opening <laughs> up. You know, we're sharing. <laughs> we're sharing. Maybe too much. We're but, sharing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I was just thinking of that too. You know, we were talking about all the sports. You know, we loved all sports, mm -hmm. and that's not quite true in my case. I. I I lettered in in cross country in high school and and went to state. In fact, that doesn't yeah. sound fun. I hated it. Yeah, why did you do I that? Hate, well, there was a the the basketball coach made everybody run cross country, and then while I was running, I might as well be as good as I can be. You know, okay, I mean, well, but I hated it. Yeah, you know, I always remember, you know, it, one of those deals that. You know, you're out there running in October, and it's cold. It was and punishment. Going, and you're going up a hill, and I remember the coach saying, Ah, Jerry, you know, come on, you can catch that guy. And, you know, there's snot running down my nose and froze. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't want to catch him. I want right. to. I just want to be yeah. go home. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Running so. always felt like punishment from the other sports. Like, you know, if you were in trouble or you made an error or you, you know, had a bad defensive game on the football team or basketball team. Yeah. It was running. It was punishment. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Well, I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoy track and field because, it, you know, it's a little more. But cross country, mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah. No, no. Not I, for me. I mean, you know, I admire people that, you know, that. Uh, Just go out and run. Do it and run yeah. it and love it and bless their hearts. Yeah. And I'm not among them. <laughs> I'm with you. And uh, so, okay. So now after Davis, mm -hmm. what. Uh, you know, how did you get kind of get in your first job? And I'm learning that. Well, I learned pretty quickly how fortunate I've become because right out of school, I had basically two options. Um, I was looking for anything in radio or anything in media. Mm -hmm. And I had an opportunity to go back to Orange County to work for, I don't even think it exists anymore, the Orange County News Channel. It was like a 24-hour news channel. I th it was an internship. And I thought, well, I'll go back home-ish yeah, kind of in that area. Sure. And sure. Or... I had sent in a demo uh, tape and a resume to KHDK, and they had one local sports talk show, but it was more of a just kind of talk in general. Mm -hmm. 
And I met with then my first boss who hired me was Mike Ramey. Mm -hmm. And he said he liked my tape. He liked what I had done. But he said uh, all he had open right now was there was going to be a, a gentleman that was missing two weeks to go on vacation. But ha could I board up? And I was not really excited about that. But I knew that was my way in. But it would be paid for mm -hmm. two weeks. So my decision was to go home to Orange County to work for free or try this two-week um, run. Mm -hmm. And I had a girlfriend at the time that was still up here for the summer. And so I was like, yeah, there's, there were too many things pointing to staying here. So I tried the two-week run at board hopping, and the guy never came back. Really? He never came back. And <laughs> now, you didn't have anything to do with that, did you? Well, Jerry, I mean, I'm not sharing everything on yeah, the show. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm share <laughs> absolutely everything. Um, no, I, it's a mystery. It almost feels like a, a figment. Like I tell other people that have been around the station a long time, you remember, and I, I can't even honestly remember it. I think his name honestly was Jerry. Uh -huh. um, do you remember that guy, Jerry? And they're like, yeah, vaguely. Like a lot of people, it almost feels like I'm making this up. But he um, didn't come back after the two weeks. And that was the summer I just graduated in 94. And so I stayed on kind of doing that shift of board hopping. But in that summer, KHDK got the rights to the Kings from KFBK. And so, um, you know, Gary Gerald already came over to do the games and Grant then came over from, I think, another sports station in town, maybe in KSAC at the time. And Tim Roy came over. And mm -hmm. so Jack Youngblood was already there. And um, and then Mike Ramey, my boss at the time, said, hey, we're going to need a reporter in the Kings locker room. Oh, yeah. You know, nope. now now we're talking. Now I yeah. get to, to do that. So my very first year I was board hopping and kind of was the Kings locker room reporter. And I said, all right, this is. This is pretty cool. Yeah. So I was just starting, but that was that's how it started. And I didn't even intern. It just kind of, I was very, very fortunate. And the way these careers go, people bounce all over the place. I've stayed in one spot for yeah, 25 I years. Yeah, I say it's really remarkable. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, probably both of us can right. attest to that. I mean, it, it's rare. It's not normal. When you, when, no, it isn't normal <laughs> by any standards where you get to stay yeah. uh, any length of time. Of course, I, I think a lot of it is, I mean, you're so versatile. We talked about that before. I mean... You can do every sport. You, you've been on pretty much every format of, mm -hmm. of, of sports talk. And, I mean, I think that's, that is a real talent, you know. I mean, whether it's fitting in or, or having your own show, I mean, you, you can do it any way there is. Yeah, and it almost maybe it goes back to sports a little bit where I don't know that I'm perceived as the star at the station. And that's fine. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't care. I can work with anybody. I have worked with everybody. And um, maybe that's helped in longevity. I, oh, I'm sure I it has. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about you. If you I'm, do, I, let me know. Yeah. Well. I yeah. Know, we'll, I'm gonna find them. Uh, you know. I don't know what I'll do. I just want to find them. Yeah. Well, we'll. we'll okay, they're I'll out tell there. you. Okay. <laughs> they're out there. I, I know, know they, they are. are. We'll find are. them. But yes. Yeah. No. I was gonna say the. I don't think anybody in, on earth has not offended somebody. I know. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, even Jesus had a somebody turned on him. So. Yeah. So there you are. Be careful there. Be careful there, but he wasn't in the social media age. And no, boy, and that <laughs> is the truth. Yes, you know. Yes. I mean, with are you on Twitter and all that? I am. Everybody's still waiting for you. They, and they they'll got, keep waiting. They'll keep waiting. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. It's a well, dangerous it, place. It, I like the information you find, and there's some really clever, funny things. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of venom and just unnecessary stuff that you just didn't ask for. Yeah, solicit. Well, I just you know just from reading just basically it's the on same the internet you know just right. stories about anybody and then if they allow comments you know I always are same I it's know, the where, same idea where the you know the B I know at least makes people identify themselves which is cut down 
a lot of mm -hmm. it, but not, but certainly, I mean, people, some people are, they, you know, dislike things so strongly, yeah. they'll identify themselves and be proud of it, right. you know, and maybe rightly so, but yeah, yeah I'm a, I've always been a little scared. I've just seen so many people just ruin themselves right. with, uh, you know, without thinking, react to something, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, it's easy to do, I think. Yeah. I mean, to get caught up in it, I try, I mean, I try to use it for information because it's the fastest, you know, the mm -hmm. Kings make this trade. Wow. It's here. It's here mm -hmm. in seconds. And then boom, it spreads like wildfire. That's good information. Um, and like I said, there's a clever, you know, they could switch our heads in this picture or do some yeah. funny thing. Like, yeah. okay, that's pretty funny. But other than that, it's just, it's more for information for me. Yeah. No, I mean, just seeing, you know, people that are on air personalities and all, you know, you know, the political correctness and social justice warriors mm -hmm. can do to people that they say one little thing that right. they're offended by mm -hmm. and careers can be lost or yeah. certainly damaged. And, and, you know, when maybe almost no intent, right. it's just a slip of the tongue or, yeah. you know, I think which people are, I know if, if I were probably taped all day long. <laughs> uh, you know, I always say though, it's like those shows, you know, where they'll have, they'll follow somebody around all day. And I, and I used to get that with the Kings where they'd say, well, we want, we want, uh, so I have a deal where some, you know, kid intern from a high school, they want to follow you around yeah. all day. And I said, no, no, unless they want to watch me take naps. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything worse. Right. Really. Yeah, and, and day in the life of Jerry, you don't want them following no, you? No, I don't. Yeah. No, the life of Jerry is one of the good things yeah. is the life of Jerry yeah. is a very... It's your he, life. It's my life. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but but it, others thrive on that. Like, yeah. let me tell you about my life. Let me show you all this stuff. And some yeah. of it, is that is that really every day or are you putting that on for show? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I mean, there are people I know that love to entertain, love people, yeah. you know, uh, around all the time, right. you know, a lot of athletes can't, you know, they're, of course, it's one of the reasons they go bankrupt sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, trying to support everybody. But, right. uh, yeah, no, I, not, not me and Mrs. Reynolds. We're, yeah. we're, we're definitely enjoy our, enjoy our privacy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good. So, so we can argue in private. <laughs> That's right. Very important. Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. so, so anyway, now, uh, when did you get married? Um, Let's see. That would have been. I'm trying to timeline it. To yeah, you better get it right. Well, no, I know when. I was trying to think of after I had started at KHK. I've been there for a while, and that's actually where I met my wife. Mm -hmm. Was at the radio station. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we got married in 2001. Was so I'd been at the station about seven years. Mm -hmm. So was it love at first sight, or? Um, no, it just developed, which was good. We had done back to sports. We were on the company co-ed softball team together. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and then, you know, doing we had a, a special work project. She was in the sales element a, as an account executive and was representing kind of that group on the sales end. I was doing the kind of behind the scenes, cutting up all the station audio. She knew what they wanted from the sales end. I had the audio. So we had a project that there was a couple of account executives and I and her that mm -hmm. worked together. And then, yeah, softball team, and then it was just more and more, and then, yeah, it just kind of started as a friendship and then grew as a, no, as a partnership great. and a marriage. Great. Yeah. And, and you more or less still get along. I get along great with her. I don't know how she feels about me. No, well, she does. She, I, we get along I know. great. We, yeah. we know. Yes. No, I'm, I can't even kid about that. Well, no, you can't because our wives, not with our knowing, have seen each other at the mall. And yeah. then, uh, like... Oh. My wife, I'll be gone about 20 minutes. And then she came back four hours later. You'll never guess who I ran into. Oh. And I said, you were talking the whole time? 
No, no, she couldn't have been. She had to. She was listening for at least three out of the four hours. I can tell you because she ran into my wife, right? I don't. They, I, they maybe they just talked at the same time. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but yeah, I think there's a good chance they were just talking over each other. That could have been that. They were. It was not, and that's not an over. It was at least three to four hours. And, I and I've seen them together from a distance, and it's a, it's a. That's like, oh boy. It's, it's a. Jerry, let's go to a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a miraculous thing. You know, they're just, you know, yeah. and they're just as. They're talkers. They're talkers. Yeah. So what can you say? So you're a good listener. Huh? You're a good listener. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but uh, that's, <laughs> no. That is that is one of the things, the, the advantage of a man cave. Yeah. Uh, with oh, the door closed. Yeah. 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 And so so we've gotten there. There you and, go. But you're it, still married and we're still married. Couldn't, wouldn't do it any different. Yeah, I exactly. have to Me say. No, but yeah. I mean, it, it, the thing, the wonderful thing about being married is, as is, is you know, and all married couples, especially husbands, know is that, that it allows you to learn a lot of flaws you didn't know you had. <laughs> and yeah, so the list is long. The list is long yes. and it seemed like getting longer, but yeah. it, it uh, you know, working on them. Yeah, absolutely. Working on them. Day by day. Day by day. Yeah. So so now, okay, now you're at 1140. Uh, and do you start... Were you doing kings at that time, doing some kings work? Yeah, or, pretty or much from, from the beginning. I mean, the locker room kind of turned into a king slash KHTK position. So it was the king's post-game show. Um, but I was kind of a king's employee at the time. Mm -hmm. So pretty much since 94 as well at both places. And then more things started to develop on, on each side. So, you know, maybe a weekend show became available. I did a weekend show years ago. Uh, the kings need... A, a little bit more work somewhere here or show up at this appearance. He used to have a weekly Kings talk show. And, you know, I was maybe third on the depth chart, but two guys were out. Oh, you're filling in this week. And this is a story I remember about you. I remember I was still in Davis, but I was working at KHDK. So it would have been about 96. I can remember this very well. And I called you to get just some information. I'm hosting Kings talk, I think for the first time and I had a dry erase board right by our phone. And you were so gracious with time, just giving me all sorts of insight. And I'm writing all these notes on my dry erase board. And I think the way it ended was I was just floored that you gave me what seemed to be all this insight. From, I mean, it wasn't like top secret, but just really yeah. good stuff that I could use for the show. And I said, Jerry, you know, thank you so much for your time. I can't believe you told me all this. And I think you said something along the lines like, well, you didn't get it from me, and if you say you did, who are they going to believe, me or you? <laughs> and I thought, you know, that is great. That is a great answer. And I mean, I've never, well, I guess I'm ratting you out now. Yeah, well, but if yeah, someone has I, a problem with that show in 96. I deserve, yeah, um, if you have a problem with the 96 show, yeah. then it's me. But it was, I, it, so that was an opportunity that I had. So it's like, oh, well, here's a chance, a two-hour Kings talk show. At, you know, and for you individually, it's such a big deal. And I don't know how many people were even listening, but you gave me great uh, information. Well, you know, the way I looked at it was, I mean, we were on the same team, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm working for the Kings, so I'm a homer. Mm -hmm. And and you were I want them to win, and yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, just try I, to have I'll information. I'll never apologize for that, yeah. you know. And, yeah. But uh, and then, and now, of course, when was the first time you started uh, filling in for Gary Gerald? Because I knew, you know, he used to do a lot of racing. Yeah. And that opened up... Uh, Quite a, quite a large segment of games yes. that you were doing for years. Yeah, so um, had an opportunity to do some Monarchs games when Coase and Krista were doing the games, and mm -hmm. Coase would do TV, so there was a little bit of a window to do some radio games, maybe a handful a year. Mm -hmm. So I, at least I think I'd shown some of the people in the Kings organization, like, hey, just whenever the time comes, if there's ever a game, I'd love to, love to fill in. And at that point, you know, Grant's doing TV uh, with you, uh, G-Man's doing radio, and Coase was the primary backup. And I can't remember what happened. To, I think he broke his foot. There was something where he literally 
was injured, mm-hmm. and the Kings were opening the season in Dallas and San Antonio, and, and maybe it was flip flop either way, um, but Texas. And I got a call from Craig Amazine, our old boss yep. then, and he said, well, I, I like making these phone calls, but I got some news for you. I said, okay. He goes, G-Man's missing because of racing, and Coe's, his injury is going to keep him from going, you know, now my heart's racing. I, mm. I think I know the next thing he's going to ask me. And he said, would you be willing to do the Kings game on the radio? And, I mean, that's as fast as yes you could possibly say. I was so excited. Now, what was unique about that trip, that's when House Party was uh, a show yeah and they were going to have grant do it which just because of Coase's injury there i think katie and fat were on the road and Mm -hmm. so it was going to be done and unfortunately the morning of the game grant's father passed oh yeah and so craig then calls me and says you know i i have to throw another thing on your plate you're hosting house party tonight too and i'm going yes yeah. The answer is yes. You just have to do it. And so here I'm kind of making my debut on that show. I'm calling the Kings game that I'm really want to put all my energy into and you just got to do it. And yeah. I think I did a good job and you just get the opportunity. I, I got some good reviews on the TV part. That's not even what I was most excited about, mm-hmm. but that was different. And then got a chance to fill in. And then short, there was a little window after that where Coase was no longer a Kings employee. And then Gary was doing racing, and I was getting 10 to 12 games a year and yeah. absolutely loving it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, I mean, really, I think, I, and I've told people, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, stroke you. I mean, you don't need that. But but uh, I think if, if if Grant were ever to take another job or do, you'd be great in that role. And, and I think with Gary Appreciate Gerald, that. and Gary knows that, that mm-hmm. if Gary uh, finds it, the time when mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to do it or can't do it, that you'd be perfect in that role. I mean, you've, well, pro- I would say you've yes. proven that. Yeah, I yeah. know. And, and I mean, I think you, w- you would be great. And uh, Well, know, that's but, created a little bit of a, not, not a, issue because I'm more than happy and content, love Sacramento, love it here. Like that thought of like, do I need to go somewhere else? Do I, I don't want to, yeah. but I would like to do some of those things. And I've been behind two guys that are great and they've done it for what, 35 and 32 years. Yeah. yeah and they exactly. deserve to keep doing it as long as they yeah. want to. And as you know, with G-Man, I mean, I, I don't think there's a more professional. He's incredible. I mean, the, the amount of preparation. I know I was set behind him in the, on the plane, mm-hmm. being plane on the charter. And, and of course, I'd be getting some snacks to eat <laughs> and, and relaxing while he's, he's you know, working. He's working. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's, people always ask me, is, is Gary as nice a person in, you know, in real life as, as he seems? I said, actually nicer, really, yeah. if anything. It's true. He's, he's actually nicer. Yeah, as I'll have family or friends that, you know, are rooting for me in some mm-hmm. sense. Like, when, when's, when's he going to be done? When are you going to get in there? And I'm like, well, you know what? I love G-Man. Like, he is honestly great. He's a great human being. He's great to work with. Yep. He should go as long as he wants. That, that's what I say. I so, mean, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I guess being a, an old fart myself, <laughs> you know, I mean, I certainly went as long. Yeah. As, as, but you chose that. I chose yeah. that, and I'm very appreciative how the Kings allowed me, and I'm still involved in a little different, yeah. much lesser level, which has worked. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think that's... Uh, with G-Man. But I he think, loves the travel. Like, you got tired of that. Oh, I, But he I, loves it. I, I, yeah, I hate so it. So good for him. I think, too, with G-Man, the thing that helped, you know, he got out of racing. Yeah. And, and you know, and I think it just that really relieved his schedule so much. I don't know how he did that. I don't either. Yeah. And uh, I always said, you know, for me, had, you know, had the Monarchs really not went away, I, I'm not sure how much... How I could have, because mm. it was just wearing me down. Sure, you know, being it was all year. It was all it was year round. Yeah, and, and that was. Uh, but uh, 
you know, anyway. So, so that gave me a few more years, mm -hmm. with a, a little bit of energy yeah. and things yeah. like that. Now, now I know you do, uh, you know, you do podcasts for mm -hmm. the Kings as well as I think Sac State football. Mm -hmm. Is that right? And then uh, uh, you do Sac State basketball. Is that I did for a while. I was I was more of an analyst, which was fine. But I mean, mm -hmm. to me, that's more of a coach or a former mm -hmm. player role. I could have done it, and then. I would only do home games, and there would get to be so many conflicts with the Kings where I was showing up at three or four games a year, and I thought, mm -hmm. that's I don't think that's fair to the audience. And, yeah, um, So I just I stopped. I'll go as a fan and yeah, support, yeah, and, no, but I, I just don't think. I really, uh, really enjoy Coach Katz. He's and great. I, I think he does a great yeah. job, and, you know, it's really tough circumstances, but does a great job. And, of course, Jimmy Lastit Davis, mm -hmm. I think, is terrific and one of my all-time favorites. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's a shame that uh, – the, both those programs don't get a little better support, you know. I'm, I'm always a little bit surprised by that. I mean, facilities to mm -hmm. some degree maybe. Yeah, for Sac State, uh, for I sure. I think they, you know, the professional aspect. And, and I think we've seen that. I always said just about anywhere where you get an NBA team, it does affect the the college mm -hmm. game a little bit. UCLA would probably be a pretty good example yeah. of that. Your, your, your My love. adopted love. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's true, because I think as a culture, I don't know how else to say it, but we are always infatuated with the top. Mm -hmm. So what's the best? The best is the NBA. Um, even the NBA talking about, like, these tournaments. Interesting concept, interesting idea. I care about the championship. Oh, yeah. I, I, so, yeah, yeah, interesting thought there. I, to me, it just... I don't care about yeah. a mid-season. What does that mean? Yeah, someone wins a golf tournament, great. You win a major, that's different. You mm -hmm. know, hey, you won the bronze medal, good for you. Yeah. But we care who won the. I mean, the gold, yeah, or the heavyweight, whatever, whatever our ceiling where we've launched the the, the peak. That's what we all kind of. Now you can appreciate high school sports and other things for what they are. Sure, but yeah, yeah. and and being really good at any levels, being really good yes. at any level, and Absolutely. you want to appreciate that. And I do think we've. As a society, we've gotten too enthralled with if you don't win a ring, you're nothing. Right. You know, it's it like, can't be that. Really? Right. Yeah. How's that? So, you know, yeah. does that mean Carl Malone and John Stockton really right. weren't any good? Yeah. Or or Akeem Olajuwon won too, but if Jordan don't play baseball right. for two years, he don't win too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know and I mean? then it doesn't go the same way for someone who's won a bunch but is not the star. Or they is... Yeah, Robert Ory won. Robert Ory were two good examples yeah. of being at the right place at the right yeah. time. Very good players. Good careers. But the truth is, if they played Steve, if he played his entire career at the Cleveland Cavaliers at that time, uh, yeah, he would have. Right. You know. Eli Manning versus Dan Marino. Everybody's picking Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Good for Eli to win too. Yes. Great career. Dan Marino's the Dan Marino by far. Yeah. You know, you take watch about 15 minutes. Right. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I think Eli would say it. And Eli would he say should. it. I, he should. He should. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. Yeah, yeah I think, I think he would. He would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, well, I mean, too, that's one of those things, uh, you know, with today's game, it's so different. Uh, things I, I don't like. I don't know, you know, the load management stuff mm -hmm. it just really bugs me. I know I'm an old curmudgeon, and, and you don't have to get off my lawn, but uh, it, it bugs me. think about it. But, I mean, you know, with I just go back to... Where and I still think most of the key players in in the in the game today mm -hmm. want to play every game they can. You know, you hear James Harden for whatever you think of James Harden. You know, everybody don't like his style, but he's great. Right. And he wants to play every game. Yeah. And I Russell, love it. LeBron and still Westbrook doing it. And a, a LeBron James, who's a pretty good player, and uh, you know, a Dedekumpo. If he, I mean, those guys, they want to trot out there every night, just like the guys in the '60s and the '70s and yeah. the '80s. So. 
So to me, it's like that's load management is eh, it's a, yeah. it's a disgrace, really. And if science can prove it, then I'd change my mind. But I think that's where some of it is originating from. Then De'Aaron Fox from year one should have sat games. I mean, mm-hmm. if, that, if that's really, if that's really so, the then case. play 65 a year, De'Aaron, yeah. and play, or whatever young players or, coming in. Or the old thing that you hear, uh, well, he can play. He's been cleared to play 25 minutes. Okay. Now, exactly explain to me why it's 25 and not 27. Right. Well, 20, at 28, will his legs fall off, you think? Yeah. See, I think that's, just, that's yeah. Dr. Bullcrap, by <laughs> right. the way. I'm with you. They, you know, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's like they don't know. Right. I always, I always remember years ago uh, coaching and, and having doctors, NBA doctors, saying that Ralph Sampson's had arthritic knees, which is no question, and so did Kenny Smith. Yeah. And they said, well, uh, you know, Kenny won't last very long. And this was when he's uh, with the Kings, r- with the Kings, rookie, okay. kind of rookie. He's got arthritic knees. So 12 years later, those arthritic knees gave way, I guess. Mm. And I, I told a doctor, one of our local doctors, I said, now explain to me why Kenny's arthritic knees go real fast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ralph's, Ralph's arthritic so knees, he yeah. can barely yeah. walk. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, they couldn't. So right. anyway. Yeah, so I'm with I, you on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, hey, if they're if they're cleared to play, they're cleared to play. Yeah, and, and if not, then yeah, shut them down. And you know, and and when when a guy like Will Chamberlain could play more than 48 minutes a game mm-hmm. because of overtime, he never missed a minute for right. a season. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Better training, better care of these guys. I mean, oh it just yeah, seems... the, the nutrition, the the travel, less back to backs, less back to backs. It's all better. And uh, you know, I I I get that they want to. Probably the product would be better with fewer games, but yeah. if nobody's willing to give up money, right. then don't talk it's about it. It's not happening. Then don't talk yeah. about it. Right. And and if you don't want to play 82, don't sign an 82-game contract. Say, I'll, I'm, I'm available for 50. <laughs> right. Yeah, but take less money. Oh, no, I'll play oh, no, 82. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. that. So, uh, so uh, try to think of some other question to put you on the spot. But now, uh, have I mean, if the right... The right opportunity came, I mean, for you to leave and, and do, you, you would have to accept that, I, I'm sure, you know, to, to, to get a full-time gig covering a major, yeah. major team. I, 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 it would really be difficult. I remember, I don't know how many years ago this was now, Jerry, but the Cleveland Cavaliers job was open and I applied. I said, well, I have to. It's one of 30 NBA play-by-play sure. jobs. Yeah. And I remember telling my wife, I don't want it. Yeah. Like I, it never got that far, but what if I'm in the interview process and I'm one of the final candidates? I, I don't think I can say no, but yeah. I don't want to move to Cleveland. Yeah. And, you know, it's not only that, it's, you know, I've got a lot of things, the, the radio show or the radio station, Sac State, friends, family, all the, all the stuff too, but Kings, could if I went to another place, it's probably just the one position, which would be great. I've built up a lot of things here yeah. too. So um, I'm more than happy here with the Kings organization, with the radio station, with Sac State. Just, I've been treated really well. Well, I think, too, I think a lot of times a lot of people, young people, don't really understand that, like you say, that, okay, just for a little more money mm-hmm. doesn't really change your lifestyle or make you happier. Yeah. You know, and I, I know my wife and I went through that a few times, like, well, we could make get a little more money by going here and, and doing this or that. And it's like, well... You know, yeah. how's that going to be better for us? Right. You know, someone yeah. we both knew very well, you better probably even than I did, but Scotty Sterling. And yes. he did absolutely everything in the world. Just the most fascinating career. Yes. He told me a story about, 
I think he was either with the Knicks or the, but he left them to go chase money. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was with the rodeo or the bull ride, some sort of something along those lines. And he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I chase that never to take a job just for the money. And like, yeah. if that's the reason, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. And I mean, I, he's not the first person to ever say that, but I think it, it just made a lot of sense. And he gave me a living example. And I'm like, all the things he had done with the Raiders and as a writer and fantasy oh, football. His, like, his career just... It's amazing. amazing. Baseball scout, NBA scout, just had done everything. And here you he know, is chasing for something. Al Davis back yeah. in the day, the New York Knicks. I got to know him first as New York Knicks mm-hmm. general manager and uh, when I first came to the league. But, yeah, Scotty, that was just... Uh, his career is one for the ages, yes, really. Yes, did everything. Everything. Yeah. And I'd like to say... I, so he chased money. He was kind of a mentor to me. Yeah. You know? I mean, just kind of... I mean, it's one of those things that he knew everybody, knew mm-hmm. everything, and I, I think probably he and Pete Carrell were probably two guys that you know at the NBA level that, you know, you listen to because you you knew they knew. Yeah, you should listen to them. Yeah, yeah, they, and, they you know, there. and there's a lot of people you shouldn't listen <laughs> yeah. to. I mean, yeah, but those two would be on the list. And I think that's a key too. You know, is identifying those that uh, that that uh, you probably shouldn't listen yeah. to as well. That's but, important. Uh, but yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, with Scotty, I mean, he was he was remarkable. A legend. And, and we just really yeah. miss him. And uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I think we're kind of getting close to the end here. But I, a couple, a question I, I would really want to know: uh, Is there any advice that you would give to kind of others, uh, young people that you know in your circumstance, mm-hmm. and maybe even yourself looking back? Uh, what, what advice could you give to those peoples as we kind of yeah. peoples? Um, peoples. It, it, hopefully it would fit to any career, but if this is a path you want to go into media and broadcasting, whatever element that means to you, behind the scenes, in front of the mic, in front of a camera, behind the camera, is to say yes to mm-hmm. everything. I mean, to every opportunity, you don't know where that's going to lead. And so it might be something that you haven't done. Someone asked you to do... I don't know if someone came up to me and said, hey, can you announce the the rodeo at the arena? Yes. And I've never done it. I'd Mm -hmm. watch some video. I'd figure out the vernacular. I mean, say, where's that going to lead? Maybe it was one time. Mm -hmm. And maybe it leads, maybe I'm become the longtime voice of the rodeo associate. I don't know. You just, I think you have to say yes. And you have to be willing to work and do the hours. There's so many perks, but you might work on Christmas. You might work on New Year's. You might not work for three weeks. You might work for 45 days in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're seeing the best athletes. You're meeting some great people. Um, it's it's honestly a wonderful. And I'm still waiting on third base for the Yankees, Jerry. Well, they could be there. They I mean, could this be might there. be. You know, they spent all that money on pitching, and maybe I could just help. But out. you know, you realize, uh, you know, as a young person, there's no way when you were 16, 17 years old, you could picture yourself where you are today and mm-hmm. the things you've accomplished and all that. I mean, I always tell young people, it's like they'll say, well. I'd like, you know, how do I get to be a NBA coach or yeah. or general manager or when they or want a TV today. analyst? And I say, I don't know. Right. It wasn't ever a goal of mine. Yeah. But it's a little bit like just what you said. Be ready to, okay. Yeah. Prepare yourself to be ready, and then when called and then on, if you get be the good. call, then then go say yeah. sure. Yeah. Because if you want to be a doctor, or I wanted to be a vet, well, I had to go to vet school, mm-hmm. pre-med. I mean, there was there's a logic, a path residency, internship, get hired on, you're a vet. I mean, you have to be qualified. Well, yeah, but I think we, for a broadcaster, there's no point, you know, to... Well, but you're in your case, though, I mean, I always say like with Grant and people like yourself, I mean, you really are trained. Uh, True. Now, I've always said like with a color analyst, well, pretty much if, unless you're a former player or coach or something, 
it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to be the play-by-play, you better get some uh, communications, broadcasting yeah. experience, and then right. be, be ready to prove yourself at every level. Yeah. And as opposed to say, well, yeah, I'm ready to take Grant Napier's job or sure. Jason Ross's job or Gary Gerald. Well, no, yeah. you're not. you got to work at it. you got to yeah. work at it, and it's a, it's a long-time process. Yeah, make your mistakes. I think even back to college, so I'm working campus radio. I, I took on a local community public access sports TV show. I kind of created it, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But I learned, okay, now I saw a couple shows, saw the playback, and like, all right, we need, this needs to be done differently. And not that I figured it all out, but I mean, I was really young and raw and it's like, I'd seen some sports television and let's try this. And again, it was just a little Davis public access show that was bad, but made my mistakes and okay, how, how can I get better? And I'm still improving. I mean, today I'm better than before, but hopefully I'll be better in the future and you just keep working at it. Yeah. And you, and you really can't know exactly what's going to work work out or not. I always remember kind of the monarchs thing. I, I really didn't want to do it. Yeah, but you but, said yes. But the owner explained it to me in a way that I did understand. <laughs> yeah. And and I did do it. And it's a great experience. Yeah. You know, I mean it's an experience great I people. wouldn't have had. Yeah. yeah just loved it. Love the monarchs. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just enjoyed it. So uh, great advice. And yeah. I think that hopefully uh young people out there in the world uh take more advice from people like Jason Ross and you'll be better off and just really want to tell you how much we appreciate you well, coming you. in and this was fun obviously have enjoyed your career and i know there's a lot of good years left and all the best years i'm sure are ahead. i hope so i hope so thank you jerry i really appreciate it and thank you for everything you've ever done for me and and we'll continue because i'll keep calling you and keep bothering you keep and, riding on my dry erase and, board and i'll keep answering oh good that's good thank you well thank you and from mccreary's the jerry reynolds show is officially over